Hey everyone, my name is Monty and I'm a pastor here at Meadows Church. And I just wanna thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're watching from, wherever you're listening from, you are welcome. And we're just believing that God is going to do something supernatural in this message. So again, thank you and God bless you. Church, we are in a series called Blindsided. Say blindsided. Type blindsided in the comments right now. Blindsided, overcoming what you didn't see coming. See, we're doing that right now as a church. Um, our, our location became unavailable for this particular weekend, and we're overcoming that. And we're bringing the word of God forth this way. See, the devil thought he was setting up some sort of a blockade to God's word. Actually, this is a tidal wave of God's word going forth because I'm believing that so many of you, as this impacts you, you're gonna click share. In fact, I invite you to do it right now. Share this with somebody. Share this with somebody that needs a word from God. Let me tell you who it's for. This message is for anybody that's been blindsided. Not so much maybe by people or events, but you feel like you've been blindsided literally by God. It's like you're wondering, God, I am praying and are you there? God, I hear that you're good. God, I hear that you're loving, but do you even care? I pray, like I pray that my team is gonna win. God, I pray that the Cowboys win and they lose. Actually, that's not a great example because the Cowboys actually need more than prayer. So, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so you should pray for me. But I pray for my team to win and they lose, or we can make it more relevant to what's going on. God, I pray for my candidate, candidate to win and they're not winning. God, I pray for the measure to pass and it failed. And then there's always somebody that comes on the other side and will say, well, what about the other person praying on the other side of things? What about the person praying for the other team? What about the person who's praying for the other candidate? What about the person who's praying for the measure to fail? Okay, why, why, why is God supposed to answer your prayer and not theirs? Yeah, he's supposed to do that because their prayers are dumb. I mean, honestly, I'm just saying, and God loves me more. So yeah, I get it, I get all that. There's people praying on both sides of things. But, but, but some of you, you're, you're really wondering, God, why are you not showing up? Are you there? The title of today's message, God, are you there? I've been praying for a breakthrough in my marriage and we're on the brink of divorce. I've been praying for healing in a child, and that child is still sick. I've been praying through a, a, for a breakthrough or success in a business, and that business is failing. God, are you there? Do you care? I'm gonna get personal with you today. I'm gonna give you a little glimpse into what God is doing into me personally, and in our church, in your church. Over the last two months, God has literally been leading me to Matthew 7, Chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. And I'm going to read it to you. And as I read it to you, I want you to think about this as we pray to God. Matthew 7, verse 7. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Okay, pause. Our kids know Scripture. Like, our kids get that. They don't know they know Scripture. But our kids, do your kids ask you sometimes, like, over and over and over? Mom, 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 mom. And then when mom says no, dad, dad, dad. Parents, I know you can relate. And, and dad's like, did you ask your mom? Oh yeah, I asked mom, she said to ask you. Well, did she really say that? You know, and then, and then when you say no, who do they ask? Grandma. And then of course the answer is always, that's right, yes. I mean, <laughs> it's a no-win situation, but keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Jesus says, keep seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. This is what he keeps showing me. For everyone who asks, say everyone, Everyone, type everyone, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, 
the door will be open. I can't get away from the scripture. And I'm like, God, there must be more to it because I feel like I'm doing this in areas of my life, but I'm not seeing it happen. I'm not seeing uh, the, the door opening. What am I doing wrong? Am I doing something wrong? So, so God shows me this and keeps showing me this. And then I go, two, uh, I go two chapters later to Matthew 9. And in Matthew 9, something crazy is happening. So Matthew 7 is literally the Sermon on the Mount. That's one of Jesus' first sermons he ever preaches. And it's a big one. And it's epic. And he says crazy things like we just read. And then a few chapters later, Jesus goes on like this healing bender. Like it is crazy. You, your homework, you're already getting homework. Your homework for the week, read Matthew chapter 9. That's it. If you've never even read the Word of God, read Matthew chapter 9. It'll take you 10 minutes. You will get a glimpse into a king who, who you'll be blown away. I'll give you, I'll give you a summary um, on this miracle bender that Jesus is doing. It, it starts literally with uh, some friends bringing their friend to Jesus. Friend is paralyzed, Jesus heals him. It, it continues with a guy coming to Jesus saying, my, my daughter's dead. Can you do anything? And Jesus heals her and raises her from the dead. It continues with a woman coming to Jesus who's been sick for years. And Jesus heals her on the spot. It continues with two guys coming to Jesus who both cannot see. And Jesus gives them both sight. It is insane. I don't have time to unpack every one of those little epic stories, but I can unpack one of them. The first one I'm gonna look at with you today, and the first one gives us a, a glimpse of what it means to truly ask, seek, and knock. Type, the, type, type that in comments. Type ask, seek, knock. Because I'm convinced, because Jesus said it, if we do these things, amazing things are going to happen. But it, but, it, but it matters how we do them and the posture we're using and how we follow through. It's key. So that first story of the guys bringing their paralyzed buddy, let me unpack it for you. I don't want to unpack it in Matthew, though. Matthew touches on it, but Mark talks about it, too, and so does Luke. I'm going to go, I'm going to preach out of the gospel of Mark because Mark gets detailed with it. And I want to show you every detail in this story. So what Matthew touched on, Mark went deeper. Mark chapter two, you got a Bible, you got a mobile app. And if you don't have that, whatever, put it on the screen. Mark two, verse one, say, I'm ready. You better be ready. Check it out. Jesus says a few days later, when actually when Jesus entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home and they knew he was doing crazy things. They gathered in such large numbers, there was no room left. Like they're breaking every CDC guideline that they're in. There, there is no social distancing at all. By the way, this is totally unrelated, side note. If you truly want to social distance from somebody, borrow them some money, okay? Just see what happens. I'm just telling you, I just set you up. That was for free, so you won't see him again. Anyway, so there was no room left, not even outside the door. And Jesus preaches the word to them because the word preached to you will change your life, just like we're believing it's going to happen today. Some men came bringing their paralyzed friend, this man carried by four of them. Since they couldn't get him to Jesus because of the mass crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. They dig through it, they lower the man down. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man's son, your sins are forgiven. Okay, I don't, I don't get it. We came there for healing, but again, we'll come back to it. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what's he saying? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus, of course, because he's Jesus, he knows immediately 
what they were thinking. So he says, why do you question? Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, stand or, or stand up, pick up your mat and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the guy who couldn't walk, that paralyzed man, and he said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And the man jumped up. He grabbed his mat. He might have filmed a quick TikTok dance saying, you know what? I got it going on. I've never done TikTok before, but I, you just got it. So you're welcome. Um, and he walked through the door onto the stunned onlookers and they were stunned. The dude had been crippled and now he could walk. They were amazed and praised God exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Jesus got that a lot. We've never seen anything like this before. Ask, seek knock. Asking and seeking and knocking, it requires a few things that we, we just saw and I'm going to show it to you. The first thing it requires is faith. Type faith in the comments. Faith is huge. And you might say, oh yeah, faith, I get it. But, but, but understand something. This story is crazy because it wasn't even the guy's faith, right? It was the friend's faith. Remember what Jesus said? According to their faith, you're healed. Not just healed, but you're forgiven. So if you don't think it matters who you hang out with, uh, it matters. If you don't think that surrounding yourself with people that have faith and that believe in the power of God, if you don't surround yourself with those people, you might not receive the blessing that God has for you. It matters who your circle is. It matters who your friends are. It matters if you're in that life group. Trust me, it matters. Your faith matters. Their faith matters. And one of the greatest enemies to answered prayer is unbelief. It is one of the greatest enemies to answer prayer. James, the brother of Jesus, listen to what he says. I'll give you just a glimpse into James. James uh, chapter 1, verse 6. But when you ask, remember, ask, you must believe and not doubt. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed in the wind. That person shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. It, your faith matters. Their faith matters. It all matters. I'm asking you something. Do you believe, I mean, do you believe that God can and will do what you're asking him to do? Do you believe it? And by the way, side note, don't be asking God to do something that you're capable of doing. All right, I'm just going to say it, right? Oh God, please help me pass the exam. And God's like, Open your textbook, okay? Study. I mean, just try it. Don't ask God to do something you're capable of doing. Years ago, I remember laying in bed on a cold winter night, and all of a sudden, the smoke alarm. Beep! You know when the battery's going dead? And, and it always happens in the middle of the night. I'm not sure who planned that, but I hate that person. So I, I don't get it. But it does happen in the middle of the night, and I literally, I kid you not, it's kind of embarrassing to tell you, but this is this. I had faith. I'm like, God, because I didn't want to get up. And I'm like, God, you have the power to make the sunset and the sunrise. You have the power to make that just stop until the morning and I'll take care of it. And I prayed that prayer and I literally believed it. And, and, and I wait and it's silent and it's silent and it's silent. And all of a sudden, beep. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to get up and do something. And you might think, what's the big deal? Just get up and take the batteries out. Uh, it's not that simple. It isn't that simple. Can I just say it? It's like you get up and you go to where you think it's coming from. You stand there for like, feels like 17 minutes and wait for it to beep. Beep! 
and you realize it's not that one and then you have to go to the next it's like you can't find which one it is maybe that's just me but don't ask god to do something that you're capable of doing faith it's but 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 when god needs to be involved like he had to be involved in this paralyzed guy you got to back that faith up remember james says faith without action is dead so faith means to move but but pastor faith you with faith you can move mountains yep i know but god expects you to bring a freaking shovel right bring a shovel notice the friends didn't just pray for the guy oh let's just let's just pray for him and hope he's okay no they, they i bet they did pray for him but eventually they put a mat underneath him they picked him up and they started walking like think about that. if you and your friends are putting up christmas lights by the way if you're putting those up now it's it's a little might be a little premature i maybe not 2020s jacked I, it might be, put them up in March, I don't even care. Um, wh what do you think? Is it too early to put up Christmas lights? Give me a Christmas tree emoji, thumbs up or thumbs down. Let me know what you think. Is it too early? I, I think I think all bets are off this year, so do whatever you want. But say you're putting up lights with your friend, your friend rolls off the uh, roof, falls onto the concrete, compound fracture, bones sticking out of their leg, and you're gonna run over, oh my gosh, Susie, let me lay, let me lay hands on you and pray for you. Susie don't want you to touch her. Susie don't care if you pray for her. Susie wants you to grab your phone and call 911. Susie wants drugs, okay? Then pray for her. But there's a time to pray and there's a time to do. But understand this. I don't think God makes us aware of situations just so we can, like, pray about it. I think God makes us aware of situations so we can do something about it. I wrote this down. Some of you, I believe this because I've been there. Some of you, you haven't given up asking like you have the ask part down, but what you've given up is believing that it's actually going to happen. Today, God wants to give you your belief back. Today, God brought you here to listen to this message, to bring back your faith, to believe that he has the power to do what he's, he, you know he can do. What he did here is a miracle, and he can do the same thing for you. Asking, seeking, knocking, it requires faith, and it requires focus. Say focus. Type focus in the comments. You, you've got to remain focused at what God is calling you to do, where God is calling you to pray, and, and backing that focus up. The, the guys carrying their friend, they were totally focused on what, where they were going and what the, what the mission was. And when they got to the house where it was so packed with people, they couldn't even get close. Did they, did they turn around and say, you know what? Crap, we, we tried. We, 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 we made it this far, but ah, it's, it's too full. We're going to turn around and go back. No. Why? Because they were focused. They said, if we've gotten this far, we got to keep going. We got to stay focused. We got to do what God is calling us to do. We have to stay focused. This is so key that we catch this. I shared, this is a while back, but I gave you a little glimpse into my daughter, Ava. Um, when she was seven or eight years old, she started to have this condition where, uh, her hands and her feet would sweat just profusely, like all the time they would just sweat. And we had faith, okay? And like we were asking God, God, we don't understand what's happening here. This seems like a, a pretty strange condition, but we have faith that you're going to heal her. But, but then we had to stay focused on what we were praying for. We had to back that faith up with action and focus on what we could do to make it better because we were praying and nothing changed. But, but so then God led us to doctors and we're doing research and we find out that what she has is something called uh, hyperhidrosis, like which is excessive sweating in the hands and feet and sometimes even other places. Uh, but, but we had to do what we had to do while we prayed to God. So we were, in fact, we were so focused on what we needed to do that we were trying everything. And the, and the doctor, we, we got set up with a doctor 
some uh, center for hyperhidrosis in Beverly Hills, but great guy. He was, we were doing Zoom uh, calls with him and he's telling us what to try and we remain focused. We like, we tried the powders, uh, we tried the creams, we tried the pills. We're trying all this stuff to make it happen. Can I tell you something? It didn't get better. I don't get it. We're asking and we're seeking. We, we have faith and we have focus and I'm wondering what's going on. It isn't getting better. In fact, it was so bad. I, uh, we did an Easter message. Um, well, obviously on Easter, that's the best time to do them, I think. So we do an Easter message and, and it's during the COVID. So we're doing it um, from my home and I have my family helping me. So I remember watching that video on Easter with my family as we're watching the Easter service and, and Ava didn't say a word, but I'm watching her. I, ha I had her holding an iPad and the iPad had the scripture on it. And I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. She couldn't even hold on to it. And she didn't even tell me this. I, had, I watched it. You probably, if you watched that message, you probably didn't even notice it because you're not looking for that. But there's sweat literally dripping down the sides of the iPad and it's falling through her fingers. Um, and she can't even hold an iPad. That's how bad the condition was. In fact, I'll give you a little glimpse. This is from that Easter message. Check the screen out and watch this. You good? Mm -hmm. All right, Matthew 28, verse one. Early Sunday morning as the new day was dawning. Okay, I'll say it again, because there's somebody listening right now, you've been dying for a new day. You've been begging for a new day. You've been hoping for a new day. I'm telling somebody in this place or wherever you're watching from, a new day is dawning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Verse two, suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. Can you imagine? The guards shook with fear. Of course they did when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the women. He said, don't be afraid, he said. I know who you're looking for is Jesus. Isn't that crazy? I mean, unbelievable. But we were asking and we were seeking and we were knocking. And when you do that and I do that, it's gonna require some things. It's gonna require faith. It's gonna require focus. And it requires follow through. Say follow through. Type follow through in the comments. See, you've got to follow through. I love the story of the paralyzed guy because they, they, they're focused, they get to the door, they know they gotta get in somehow and, and they're wondering how they're gonna do it. They scale the wall. You wanna talk follow through? They, 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 they scale the wall, climb on the ceiling and literally dig through the roof to get their friend to Jesus. I'm wondering, are we willing to do whatever it takes are we willing to do whatever it takes to, to, to allow God to move the way he wants to move in our lives? It requires things from us. We have to do our part. Follow through is a huge part of it. Back to Ava, so we had to follow through. You know, three, like three and a half years ago, when we moved to the Omaha area and the condition was happening and we tried everything, all the, the, the solutions that they said might happen and it got, didn't get better but worse. It finally got time to follow through. And the doctor said, you know, after three years, Ava will probably be old enough where we can do the surgery. And it was, it was, now it was that time. And we followed through and, and, and he met with us again online and, and, and he said, yep, it's time. 
And he said, you can come here, we'll do it. Could be a same day if it goes well. Um, and we said, all right, let's do it. It's time to follow through and make this happen. Ava was ready, we were ready. Let, let's watch what God does. We're believing in a miracle. So they, he says, let me send you the, or my, have my admin people send you the summary of like um, the estimate of the charges, send them to you. And we, we would send them to, it's not insurance that we have, but uh, Christian shared medical bills, whatever. So, um, so he sends it to our, our medical place or the place that shares these bills. And they call me and they're like, Monty, hey, we see that Ava's going to go in for surgery. We're excited about that. And we'll see what we can do here. But she said, have you see, did you see the summary? And I said, no, I, I said they sent it directly to you. And they said, well, um, the, uh, the cost of, the, <laughs> the, cost of the, uh, the surgery that they're quoting is $188,000. And uh, my first thought was, Ava, are your hands really that bad? <laughs> I mean, I'm just being, uh, I mean, are you kidding me? And, and she even said, she said, we, we'll do whatever we can. But she said, that's, that's pretty high. And I told her, I said, well, these people are in Beverly Hills. Everybody's high. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, is Beverly? So she's like, she, go, she goes, well, you know, you guys pray about it and see what you can find, but and let us know what you're thinking. So we're like, holy cow, this whole time we've been dealing with these guys, expecting it to happen. And then we, and then they come up with this $200,000 bill practically. And I'm like, what are we going to do? So we're, so we're praying by faith. We're asking and seeking and knocking. And, 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 and God leads us to a local doctor in our area who does the same surgery for a lot less money. And, and, and this is what you need to know. And you might be thinking, well, how did God do it? I mean, this is a miracle that you found this. And it, it was, here's what I did. Here's what I had to do to find this guy. I literally went to Google and I put in hyperhidrosis, Omaha doctors, and he popped right up. I know what you're thinking. Well, why didn't you do that like three and a half years ago? because I like to make things difficult. That's why. But it, that doesn't matter now. We found the guy a month ago. Ava had the surgery. And immediately after the surgery was done, her hands were bone dry. And we praise God for that. And we thank God for that because we know that's a miracle from God. I, he used doctors. He used a surgeon. That's awesome. But I know who it comes from. I know every good gift is from the Father. So her, her hands are healed. Her feet 50% better, which is, which is awesome. And, and, and so we're praising God for what he's doing. And you might be thinking, okay, that's great. You asked, you seek, you knock, and your prayers are answered. But what about mine? Mine still aren't answered. Can I tell you something? I still got things going on and, and where I don't see God showing up the way that I thought he would show up. Uh, I'll get personal with you regarding the church. Like, we believe that God is leading us to something different. You, as for a location, right? We know the church is the people, but you got to have a place to gather and come together and huddle up so you can go be the church. So... Through just a series of happenings, we're like, God, what are you doing? Like, it feels like you're leading us somewhere. And because and we like where we're at. It's a great facility. It's got us to where we're at in three years. We've grown from 12 people in a basement to over 330 people in less than three years. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? And, and, and God keeps sending these messages to us like, keep looking, keep looking. So, so, so we're, by faith, we're praying, God, where would you have us? We're focused, like God has given us a pretty clear direction of where we're called. We're called to where a lot of growth is happening. Uh, Sarpy County area, if you know this area, uh, along 370, which is a major highway. And it's like, it could be a few miles north. It could be a few miles south, whatever. And, uh, but like 36th Street all the way to 144th. I mean, it's a huge region that we're believing, God, it could be anywhere in this region. But it is this region because this is really where we feel called. And, and, and we're so focused and we're praying and, and we're just striking out left and right. It's like, oh, this is, this is, this is available, but it's, you know, 
in downtown Omaha, or this is available and it's over here in this area. And it's not even, and we're like, God, we're going to keep seeking. We're going to keep praying. And I, I will tell you, it, it, and follow through. Remember follow through? I'm following through. You just need to know this. I'll tell you what your pastor's doing and you should pray for this because it could land me in jail. But l- let me just tell you what I'm doing. I am believing so much. I don't believe God wants our church to go deep, deep in debt. Like, like we're a church plant. We don't have a lot. And I, I don't believe God wants to saddle us with a lot of debt. See, I can't, I, we, we launched Meadows to invest in people, to invest in you, to invest in your friends, your family. We want to invest in you, not property. Now, do you need property? Yeah, it's, it's good to have a, a, a property, a place to meet and gather. I get all that. But I don't want to invest a lot of money in it. And I'm just being straight up. I don't. Like, so here's what I've been asking God in my prayer time. Because I don't want to settle for anything less. I said, God, I am praying that, that, that you're going to open the floodgates and that someone's going to give us something. Like, someone's going to give us a building. Someone's going to give us a property. Someone's going to give us something. Like, I'm boldly praying. But I can't just pray, remember? you got to have faith, you got to have focus, and you got to have follow-through. So a few weeks ago, I plot out some land in the area that's in our, in, our, in, our, in our demographic that we want to reach. And I start doing research online and seeing who owns what and who owns this. You can find out a lot of stuff online if you stalk enough people. I'm, I'm kind of kidding you. Some of you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, so I, uh, I plot this stuff out. I see a lot of this land is owned by personal people or uh, personal property. So I make a list and on this certain Monday, I get in my car and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to this person's house and I'm just going to ask, hey, what's the plan? What are you thinking? And I'm just going to ask him to pray about giving us the property. <laughs> yeah. So I get in my car and I start driving. I get to the person's house and <laughs> so I'm sitting in front of their house in my car and I'm kind of ducked down, kind of nervous. No cars are driving by. It's kind of like a drug deal. <laughs> Not that I know anything about that, but it, that's what it felt like. It felt like I was doing something illegal. So I pray. I say a quick prayer and I get out of my car and I go up to the door and I knock on the door and this nice lady answers the door and I say, hey, I, I introduced myself. I said, I said, do you own that land along here, this highway? And she's like, yep, yep, I do. And I said, you know, what are your plans? What are you guys thinking? And she starts telling me a story of how uh, the land has is, is been in her family for a while. And then she says, you know, we really don't have uh, any desire to sell it. And I said, and I told her, I said, I wasn't looking to buy it. I was, I was wanting you to pray about giving it to us. And then there was an awkward silence, kind of like there is right now. And, and, and then she kind of chuckled. So I think, she, I think she thought I was kidding. I wasn't. But, uh, you know, we kind of, we, we talked a little bit more and that conversation ended and, and it didn't really amount to anything. But I'm telling you what, I want to back it up with action. Like, I am boldly asking. Like, God, you own it all anyway, right? This is your church. You do what you want. But my God owns the, the, the hills and the cattle that the hills stand on. He owns everything. So I am boldly praying. Has God answered our prayer? Not yet. Not yet, but I'm praying. And God is causing me to really dig deep in who I am. I put this, many times God wants to do something in me before he does something for me. The same is true for you. Many times God wants, is doing something in you, and as he's doing something in you, eventually he's going to do something for you. Actually, he's doing something for you already. But he, so so this whole process of, of, of seeking where God would have us, it has me fasting, okay? If that's any indication of God moving in my life, I have fasted less than, well, that many times, and I've done it twice in the last two weeks, and um, I'm still alive, praise Jesus. So, but I'm doing whatever it takes. I want to, fa- see, I'm facing a barrier, and you are too in an area of your life, and I want to get over that barrier because I believe something. I believe that on the other side of the barrier, there, there is a breakthrough that is waiting. 
And I'll tell you the same thing. In fact, I came to somebody on the other side of your barrier, there's a breakthrough. On the other side of your barrier, there's a breakthrough that is waiting. So I will not give up. I will pray bold prayers by faith and believe that God is moving. Don't you give up. Is God there? Yes. Does he care? Absolutely he cares. God's heart, regardless of whether you think he's answering your prayers or not, God's heart is always loving and his ways are always higher than our ways. I'll tell you that right now. Regardless of what I see him doing or not doing, what I perceive in my life or whatever you perceive in your life, God's ways are always higher and God's ways are always loving. And by the way, prayer isn't just asking about what I want or you asking about what you want. It's trusting that our God knows best. Isn't that really the, the essence of prayer? Like as a father, don't you think he cares more about us than we care about what happens in our lives? He does. So if something's not happening according to the way we're praying and we're doing our part, we're faith-filled, we're focused. We're following through. If we're doing our part, we know that God is doing his part. But understand this, and I wrote it down. We, I think we need to quit limiting the power of God by asking him to do what we expect. We need to quit limiting God's power. Why am I praying for someone just to give us land? Because I believe he'll do it. I believe it with all my heart. I'm not kidding you. And you know what? It probably won't happen through me. That's why I'm telling you what's going on. I need, we need you praying. This is your church. It's God's church, but it's, it's, it's he has us here for this time. And I want you praying. And if you know people, man, I, I know that getting this out there about what we're praying for, God's going to move. We are boldly praying that someone would give it to us, that the Lord would be giving it to us through somebody if they will pray and seek God because we're praying and seeking God. Don't you limit God by just asking him to do what you expect. Don't you limit God by asking him to do what you expect. The guys and the paralyzed friend, you know what they expected, right? Well, they, they were hoping for healing. What did Jesus give him? Do you remember? I forgive your sins. They didn't even ask for it. And Jesus forgives his sins. So they're asking for healing. This side of heaven, even though he'll die someday, they're asking for healing. It's not a bad thing. And Jesus says, oh, you, 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 that's such a little ask. That's, that's so, I mean, I get what you're doing, but I'm so much bigger. I'm so much more powerful. I love you so much more than that. I wouldn't just want to heal you in the temporal sense. How about I heal you forever? What if I were to forgive your sins and do what only I can do? The friends, they thought he was just broken on the outside, but Jesus knew that this man laying on a mat, he was broken on the inside. And Jesus saw it. They didn't see it. They didn't know it. Jesus knew it. God, are you there? You know how many times I asked God that question in my drug addiction? God, are you there? I literally begged him hundreds of times. I, I'm going to die. I need help. I can't stand what I'm doing, but I keep doing it. That's addiction. That's sin, actually. I don't want to do what I do. Paul writes about it in Romans. I do what I don't want to do. And I literally cried to God, to God, God, are you there? Do you care that I'm dying? And I, I remember begging him hundreds of times. I was expecting God. What was I expecting? I was expecting God. Save me from my addiction. You know what God was doing? He was setting the stage to save my soul. He was way bigger than addiction. God would set the stage to not only deliver me from addiction, but to save me forever. 
Oh, God's plans are better than your plans. God's plans are better than my plans. God's plans are always better. Please don't limit the power of God by asking him to do what only you expect. I'll close by telling you this. I've already given you some homework in Matthew 9. Read it this week. It'll change you. But as I read the Gospels of Jesus Christ, as I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these four men that all tell the story of a man named Jesus who changed the world and wants to change your world, I read it and I see this theme of people coming with an expectation and God doing so much more. Some of you, you're so mad at God. You feel blindsided by God. God is not your enemy. We have an enemy and it is not God. He is your biggest friend. He's your father. He wants to be. Expectation. It's interesting. In John 4, I noticed there was a woman. You might know her as the woman at the well. Say expectation. Type expectation. God's got something bigger than your expectation. John 4, a woman at the well comes to a well expecting water. Of course you do. You're going to a well. She meets a king named Jesus. He tells her about living water and how he can quench her thirst forever. And he does it. A few chapters later, in John 6, the disciples, you know what they expected? They expected Jesus to send thousands of people away hungry because they only had food for one person. You know what Jesus did? He used one meal to feed every man, woman, and child. A couple chapters later, in John 8, a woman caught in adultery, humiliated in front of everybody. Do you know what she expected? What she deserved, to be stoned and killed in front of everybody, death for her sin. You know what Jesus gave her? Life. Jesus saved her. Jesus set her free. She expected death and Jesus gave her life. And you wanna get real, real, um, you wanna get real hands-on with death and life? You go a few, a few chapters later in John 11, there's a man named Lazarus. This would set in motion Jesus be, being crucified. A, a friend named Lazarus who is dead. And Jesus comes to the grave. And the religious leaders, or Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And it sets in motion them to want to kill Jesus. And I wrote it down. They got their wish. The religious people, they got what they wanted. They got Jesus to be hung on a cross and crucified and die. They got everything they wanted. Do you know what the religious people expected? Let's say expected. Do you know what they expected? They expected Jesus to do what all dead people do. Stay dead. Do you know what they got? They didn't get that because Jesus would exceed their expectations. Not theirs, but ours. Three days later, Jesus would exceed all expectations and he would rise from the dead. And I'm here to tell somebody, if Jesus can bring himself back to life, he can take what's dead in you and bring it back to life. That's what he's in the business of doing. Don't undercut the power of your King Jesus. Somebody listening to this, somebody watching this, somebody who needed to be inspired to know that your faith matters, your focus matters, your follow through matters. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, seek, and knock. That asking begins at the cross. It begins with Christ. To ask him to enter into you, to make you new.
This is the gospel of Jesus Christ because that because he didn't stay dead like they thought he would, like they expected he would. We have hope. If Jesus can rise him raise himself from the dead, he'll do the same with us. And he's given us a choice. And and, and we can ex, we, we can accept it or we can deny it and reject it. The Bible says most will, will reject it. If you keep reading Matthew 7, you'll see that. But I, but you're not most people. That's why you're not tuned in today. The people that you're going to forward this message to or share this message with, I don't believe they're going to be most people. I think they're going to be God's chosen people as they hear a message and a hope from Jesus Christ. Would you accept that Jesus is the Son of God? Would you accept that he is that miracle worker that we just read about, crazy miracle worker? And would you accept that the greatest miracle that ever could happen happened? That this dead man brought himself back to life so that you and I might live with him now and forever. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Believe Jesus is God's son. Believe he was dead and now alive. And believe that when you call on his name and believe those things, ask him to forgive your sins and make you new, he will enter into you through the power of his Holy Spirit and do just what he came to do. Ask him to do that today. Surrender everything to him today. I'm asking, you type, I choose Jesus in comments. You text, I choose Jesus, all one word, to 474747. Oh, but pastor, I've already done that. But I'm telling you, if you're living a life like the world lives, it, there's a good chance that, 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 that the Holy Spirit isn't in you, okay? The Holy Spirit will set you apart. You will look different. You'll want to live differently. I'm, I'm begging you, accept this so you know that you know that you know. Remember that? I know, I know, I know. Accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. Type it in comments. Text it, I choose Jesus. For those of you that have you've been struggling with unanswered prayers, I pray for you. We want to continually pray for you. You can text prayer now to 474747 anytime we'll pray for you. But understand this, God, God's ways are higher than your ways. Your, your marching orders, well, read Matthew 9 and then have faith. Faith is action, remember. It's not just praying and staying. It's praying and going. It's focus. Don't you give up those prayers. Don't you give up taking those steps. Don't you forget how big your God is and how much he loves you. And then it's follow through. Will you do whatever it takes? Well, if you do, I promise you, God will show up in ways that you can't dream or imagine. They did whatever it takes. They clawed through a roof to get their friend to the Lord. And their friend was saved. He wasn't just healed, he was saved. When you do that, What's God asking you to do? You might type in comments. What's God asking you to do in, in your walk when it comes to focus, faith, and follow through? Do whatever the Lord is asking. I promise you will not regret it. He loves you. I don't need to know where you've been or what you've done. It doesn't matter. Jesus already knows it all, and he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Why don't you finish this message by typing it in comments? He loves me. Can you own it? He loves me. Surrender everything to that king. You won't regret it. Father, I thank you so much for the word and truth. You made it sound so simple in Matthew 7. We'll ask and it'll happen. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. But then you start to unpack what it looks like. That, that, that actually, the, 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 the friends and this paralyzed friend, they lived it out. They lived that out. And when you do what you, what you tell us to do, God, oh my gosh, the results are always your promises coming true. 
every time, every time. I'm praying for the people right now listening where they've been discouraged, they, they, they are hurting, they haven't seen you show up the way that they want you to show up, but God, I wonder, are their expectations not even big enough? And I don't need to wonder this, are you doing things behind the scenes? Definitely, you always are doing things that we can't see, that we can't, that we can't fathom. I thank you for that, God. I pray for our, our church family. I pray as you lead us to where you would have us, God. I thank you for miracles like, like Ava's healing and other healings that, that, that are happening all around us if we open our eyes to them. They're everywhere, God. Your presence is everywhere. Your beauty is everywhere. Your Holy Spirit is moving in this place and it's moving in the lives of the people listening and watching this. God, I pray they surrender everything to you. I pray they don't click off or, or, or quit listening until they know that they know that they know that they have given everything to you and ask you to come into them, your son Jesus Christ, and make them new. God, we love you, we thank you, and we declare it for all to hear. The best is yet to come. In Jesus' name I pray and we all say, amen. God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for watching today, but don't stop there. We want to invite you to be part of our Meadows family. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our Meadows YouTube channel. That way you don't miss a single video, update, or message. And not only that, share this message with a friend. I encourage you. So many people are looking for hope and encouragement, and you and I have the ability to bring it to them. So again, thanks for watching, and God bless you.